0: Welcome to the Balanced Working Moms Podcast. This is Rena Misha, and I'm thrilled that you're here. If you're a busy mom who's juggling all the things, you are absolutely in the right place because in this podcast, you're going to learn secrets on how to live your life so you feel so much more balanced. Hello, my sweet friends. Welcome into our episode today. So excited to be talking to you. We have a continuation from our last episode on how to survive being a working mom. How to survive and thrive, I should say. And I want to check in with you. I'm curious how you're doing after you heard the last episode, what you implemented, I wanted to give you a quick update on my life. A lot of you have told me that those updates are really fun and things are going well. Well, except for the fact that just a second ago I heard somebody playing basketball right outside. Oh no, it always happens. As soon as you sit down to record, a bus is going to go by. The kid next door is going to play basketball and you're going to hear the boom, boom, boom on this episode. Oh my goodness. But I'm enjoying some of the colder weather. I'm still going on my walks. The trick is to have a really warm coat. You know, if your coat is warm enough, you can withstand the cold weather and going on the walks and it's still so much fun. So much fun so energizing you know i never walk for my waistline it's always for my mind because it reinvigorates me oh did you just hear the dog <laughs> now he's barking we're going to do this we're going to do this podcast i'm feeling it okay we better get into it before something else happens so let's get back to our big juicy topic of the day It's the second of our series in how to survive being a working mom. And if you haven't heard the first part of the episode, go back and listen, but you can still listen to this episode. You can hear them out of order. They don't build on each other. Everything is different. Both episodes are filled with some of the most important things you need to do this To be a working mom, to just juggle all the things, all the things that you wish somebody had told you back when you first started, assuming you're not a new mom, which you may be, but all the things. And why are we doing this? Why are we talking about surviving being a working mom besides the obvious? Because I do want you to survive and to continue to do this if it's what you want. But my other reason is because if you have listened to this podcast for more than a minute, then you know that when you're in a good, happy mood, everything is easier. You feel more joy in your life. Things just flow. You know, when you're happy, just everything is better. You're not resentful, just things work better. And my goal for you is to enjoy this time in your life. I want you to be in flow. I want you to enjoy your children, your job, all the richness in your life. I want it to be a thing of beauty instead of a burden. Because right now, so many of us working moms We see all these things as yet one more thing to do. And it's really not. I mean, yeah, it really is. It is, but it isn't. Because they are things to do, but they're also what we want to do for a lot of us. Some of us, yeah, we feel pressured to be a working mom because we really need the money. But for so many people listening, It's not just that we need the money. It's what we want to do. We want to contribute to the workplace. We want to earn our own money. We want to do both. We want to have our foot in both worlds. It's what we want to do. So let's figure out how to survive and how to thrive. How to thrive with being a working mom. So let me tell you more of my tips, continuing from the last episode. But in today's episode, my number one tip for you, my first tip, maybe it's not number one, it's just my first tip. And that tip is to know how to calm yourself down, how to calm yourself. Because you know what, of everything they teach us pregnant moms, why don't they teach us how to stay calm? Because that's probably the biggest skill we're going to need. When I think about how we're taught to prepare for new babies, it is so cringeworthy, isn't it? Think about it. Think of TV. As soon as somebody hears they're pregnant, what do they do? They go out and they create a nursery and they fill it with all kinds of cute things. Which by now, you and I know, maybe that'll be in use for a year, if that, (laughs) you know, because they grow up so quickly. All the things we buy, pretty soon we're passing them on to the next person, the next mom. Hopefully, besides buying things, maybe we're also reading a few books, but we're not probably learning the essential skill. And keeping your cool, I'm sure you would agree with me, is probably one of the most essential skills you could possibly have. And you need it from the time you're pregnant till whenever. (laughs) Like it never ends, right? My mother-in-law was just telling me that she still worries about my husband. You know, she still worries So as parents, I think it's just how life is. We're going to worry and we're going to have to know how to calm ourselves down. You know, it's so interesting because I took my kids to the mall yesterday. We went to the mall and it's a mall that's much further away than where we usually go. And my lovely phone, I put the directions and something weird happened. And instead of giving me the directions to the mall that's far away, it gave me directions to the last place where I went. So I don't know how that happened, but the last place I went to was on the way to the mall. So all of a sudden the phone has me go some weird way and I listen, you know, you don't know what to do. You listen. So all of a sudden I'm going this strange way, and I realize it's taking me to the last place I went to, which was the dentist. And I don't want to take my kids to the dentist, and it's late, and we had to go to the mall for a reason. There was something we needed to pick up, and there I am, a block away from the dentist, realizing what on earth did my phone just do? What did I need to do in that minute? I needed to stay calm, and I wasn't as calm as I would have liked. I was really angry at my phone or maybe myself for you know not doing it right or whatever. I was mad at my kids. I'll have to confess because they were rushing me out the door right when I was inputting the address, so secretly, I was really mad at them. But what wasn't I doing? I wasn't being calm. And I made a turn that I shouldn't have made. And I was so angry at myself because it's so important to stay calm. We have to stay calm or we're not going to be driving safely. That is probably an extreme example. But when I think of staying calm as a mom, I actually do think about driving. When we're driving on the road, it is so important to stay calm And same thing when our kid is upset or they're getting us upset. Staying calm is one of the most important tools you need to survive being a working mom. If you can get there most of the time, it's never going to happen, probably, I should never say never, but it probably won't happen all the time. But the more calm you can be in different situations, the better you're going to do at surviving this working mom thing. The better you're going to do because you're getting it from all different fronts. You're getting all the stuff from your kids and you're getting it from work. So there is a lot of things that you need to be calm about. A lot of things. (laughs) So that is a really, really important skill for survival and to thrive. And my next tip for you to survive as a working mom is actually pretty literal. And that is to take care of your health. Your health is so important. And I want you to picture now, picture not somebody you know, because that's just not right, but maybe on TV or just a random person. How about that? A random person, picture a random person who is not balancing being a working mom very well. Think about how this person looks. This person is ignoring her health and she probably has coffee and donuts for breakfast, assuming she eats, assuming she eats anything. And she may skip her lunch and instead hit the vending machine. Dinner may be a drive through because she's so exhausted. And of course she doesn't exercise and just the thought of it exhausts her. Like she's so tired. And of course she's tired because look what she's putting in her body. She's putting in all the sugar, the caffeine and no nutrients. You know, maybe she has a salad for lunch, but that's not going to make up for all the sugar and all the junk she's putting in her body. And I don't need to tell you this but you know that this working mom is not going to thrive. She is not going to thrive because she cannot maintain this in the long term. She's really suffering and she's actually the mom that I worry about the most. I really worry about this mom because what she's doing is she's putting everybody else first. That's what we're taught to do, right? put everybody else first, but she's doing that and she's forgetting about herself. She's forgetting about herself and then what's happening is that it's been so long since she's taken care of herself that she may not even remember how to do it. And then what happens when you forget how to do basic things? It becomes a big thing. It becomes something she has to put on her to-do list. And then it's one more thing, one more thing to stress her out. So she gives up. And then that begins the downward spiral. You know, that spiral I'm talking about where inertia takes over. So she's so used to not taking care of her health that that's her way of being now. That's her way of being Inertia has her eating this junk food or not eating anything, not exercising, probably not sleeping. And if you're going to survive as being a working mom, and I'm saying this with love, but you have to do as much as you can to treat your body kindly. And I know it's not easy. It's not easy for any of us But it's so important, because you can't, you cannot thrive as a working mom, if you're not going to take care of your body. And it's easy to talk about, but actually doing it can be much, much harder. And I hope that listening to this message, if you're feeling this way, I hope it's resonating with you. And if it is, Choose one small thing, maybe drink water, or maybe have a healthier breakfast. Don't change your whole way all at once, because you've probably tried before, didn't work then, and it's not going to work now. But just notice, know that this is not sustainable, and work on tweaking just one little thing. I know you can do it. Even if it's just drinking a little extra water in your day, so much better than Diet Coke or anything like that. So much better. And I want to remind you, if you remember the podcast episode on the compound effect. So if you do something and it's teeny tiny, over time, that little action will compound. So if you start drinking water, a little more water every day, over time, you are hydrating yourself. You're drinking less whatever it is you are drinking. It is having an effect. So never think it's too small. Never too small. Not the way we talk here. Never, ever too small. Keep it up and it's going to help you move up that spiral so that you're not sliding down it, so important. So these last two tips were pretty big, right? (laughs) Pretty big, calm yourself down, take care of your health, these are some biggies. But my final tip on how to survive being a working mom is my favorite tip of all of them, my favorite tip. And that, my friend, is to just focus on being a good enough mom. Just be good enough, okay? No need to aim for perfection. Because that is often where we get stuck and that is what creates the exhaustion, not taking care of your health that we were just talking about. All of that is caused when we feel like we have to be perfect. And it's hard. It is hard not to be perfect when we see the other moms in our neighborhood enrolling their infant in whatever classes and signing their kids up for all the activities and having a perfectly clean house and whatever they're doing, whatever it is they're doing. It is hard when we take a look at our own life and it looks like it's falling short. That is really, really hard. I'll be the first to admit it. I love to be perfect. I just love it. (laughs) I love it when everything in the house is neat and clean. My kids are happy. My work is getting done beautifully. It is awesome when things are perfect. But what is that taking out of us? At what cost are things perfect? And it's probably the health that we talked about earlier. But here's the thing. Perfection, you know this, and I know this. It's not possible. And when we try to get there, it makes us so miserable and sick and all the things. And you know, I struggle with this because I just told you how much I love perfection. I would love to be perfect. So, for the longest time, I've had this quote tacked to my bulletin board. And the quote is by Voltaire, and you've probably heard it. But the quote is The perfect is the enemy of the good. And that is such the case as a working mom. That is so true, isn't it? When you try to be the perfect mom, the perfect partner, perfect daughter, whatever perfection, it is impossible. It just, it doesn't exist. And we already know this, but when you stress yourself out and I stress myself out and we aim for that perfection, we try to do that perfectly clean house, whatever it is, we suffer, our kids suffer, everybody suffers. And it's contrary, right? It's so upsetting. Because it shouldn't be this way. Perfection feels so good, right? It should not be this way. But here's what happens. When we aim for perfection, there's a side effect. Just like a medication can have a side effect. Perfection has a side effect. And that is it can create an environment that's not what we want. A negative environment. And I'll give you a personal example of this, because before my Sabbath starts, I call it Shabbat. My Shabbat starts Friday night. And before Shabbat starts, I like my house to look good. I like it to be clean. I like the food to be made. I like it all to be ready, right? I want it to be ready and prepared for Shabbat. And, you know, how often does that happen? How often, really? So if I'm trying to be perfect, you know, I can't do it all alone. It's too much to do to have the house perfect, the table set, the fancy food prepared. So I'll fuss at my family and I'll be really upset with them that they're not helping enough, that, you know, they're just hanging out. They're not doing their share and working so hard like I'm working. What is the point of Shabbat, can I ask you? <laughs> like, What is the point of it? It's family. It's to be around your family, to rest. So when I put perfection in this, I am creating the exact opposite of what I'm supposed to create, what my intention is to create. I want to create closeness. And what am I doing? I'm fighting. <laughs> I'm doing the exact opposite. So, of course, my family should help and contribute. Of course, I shouldn't do everything on my own. But I need to lower my expectation. I need to be happy when they contribute, even if they don't do it perfectly, even if the way they set the table, it doesn't look good, or the way they clean, just things are still a mess, Or if they cook and I feel like, I don't know, I usually don't fuss at them for cooking. (laughs) I'm so happy when they cook. But you get my point. If they don't do it perfectly, I need to chill out, right? I need to be relaxed. I need to say this was good enough. So I'm going to ask you, where in your life do you hold on to perfection? And it actually causes you a lot of suffering because you're holding on to that perfection. I have to tell you that I always admire moms who are so relaxed. You know, when you meet that mom and they're so chill and they don't care, they don't care about being perfect. They don't care if their house is a disaster. They just don't care. I'm always in awe of this mom. Of course, if done to excess, that's not good either, but we can always learn from everybody. So let's take notes from this relaxed mom. Maybe we don't want to be too relaxed. You know, we still have to get things done, but let's learn and let's try to just be good enough. Good enough as a mom, good enough as a housekeeper, good enough as a partner, good enough Because chances are, if you're like me and you're a perfectionist, your good enough is probably miles higher than other people's amazing, right? Like, our good enough is probably an A instead of an A++++, right? (laughs) Like, our good enough is still really high standard. So let's be happy with that. Let's learn to be good enough. This was some good stuff, wasn't it? good, good stuff that we're talking about. And let's talk over the last episode and this one to review some of the points, help you remember better. So in the first part of our series and our last episode, we talked about getting as much rest as we possibly can. Even if our kids aren't infants, we still need rest. Getting rest is so important to have the energy to get everything else done. Next, we talked about clearing out the spaghetti in our heads by writing out our to-do list. Because as a working mom, your head is swimming with to-dos and writing it down is just going to relieve so much stress, so much stress. And then the last thing we talked about in that episode was letting go of things that drain you. So important to let those things go. And in this episode, we talked about what I actually think is maybe one of the most important skills you need as a working mom, and that is to learn how to calm yourself down. Oh my gosh. There are so many reasons why we need to stay calm, right? Because life is just trying to make us not calm. So we need to learn how to be calm. And then we got real and we talked about your health because we cannot have this discussion without talking about how sacrificing yourself could really impact your health, and it's not sustainable. That was a little difficult, maybe for some people to hear. That was hard, but it's really, really important. And then our last tip was to just be a good enough mom. Be good enough and letting go of that perfection It's just going to help with everything because you cannot manage all the things if you're a perfectionist about everything. Like you can't do it. You cannot do it and still survive as a working mom. Not possible. You know, when I think of a perfectionist mom, I always think of Brie and Desperate Housewives. And it just, it makes me shudder. We do not want to be like her, right? We want you to be like yourself. Be like yourself and enjoy your life. I love this quote by Mary Oliver. Such a perfect quote to end this episode with. And she says, tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Let me tell you, it's not making the house perfectly clean, right? It's not being perfect at anything. It's enjoying our one wild and precious life. So enjoy being a working mom, my friend. Don't just make it a goal to survive. Instead, make it a goal to thrive and enjoy this time. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the series. And I look forward to hearing how you're thriving being a working mom. I'll talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it helped you take yet another step closer to better balance because that's the goal here. And make sure you check out my free course on how to find work-life balance as a working mom. You are gonna love the class. It has a beautiful workbook, audio lessons, and it gives a soup to nuts approach on how to be better balanced. I know you're gonna benefit so much from it, And I look forward to hearing about how it works out for you. And to access the course, just go to the link in the podcast description. Wishing you so much joy as you work towards that better balance.